Teenagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. Can I be Catherine O'Hara for this episode? You may. Yes. <laughs> and Wonderful. we have two guests tonight. Ghosts of Scranton Past. Marsh and Dan. Marsha and Dan Barrio. Hello. Marsha Vida Vidi Barrio. Yes, very long. So uh, we thought we would follow up last week's Shit Creek episode with perhaps a performance as a mother by Catherine O'Hare that's maybe more questionable than her mother <laughs> on Shit Creek. It's very interesting. I, it's, it's, we, we can discuss we that. Del- we delve into that. Yeah. But we were talking about and celebrating the 30th, which is crazy, but the it's 30th crazy. anniversary of Home mm, Alone. That's impossible. But, but before we're not that, old enough for that to be true. What is everybody drinking this episode for this holiday celebration? <laughs> old fashioned. Uh, a little cab in my the nice one glass. I'm, uh, feel, I'm feeling I'm, nice. I'm tonight. being. I'm being so like I haven't branched out really. Are you going to be naughty tonight if I'm the nice one? I didn't get that glass, but I, I feel be. like it's you're still going to you're still going to do it wow. whether you're drinking out of the glass or well, not. This is getting awkward already. <laughs> you can't even find your beeper. I know. I you're not allowed to say the word. If you can't find beeper, you're you. not allowed to say the word. Can we, can we like back up? <laughs> you can. Uh, the hey, Zoom Dan. can cut hey, out Dan. whatever you want. <laughs> you know, for my kids, it'll be like, oh, it's glitchy. I got it. It's glitchy. My, my... <laughs> it's glitchy. Tequila. I love it. All right. Dan's got tequila. Marsha. Oh. Yeah. Dan, is that like a. Ooh, very nice. What kind of tequila, Dan? Uh, Reposado. I actually did come prepared. We do watch your show from time to time. Is that, is that a... The Reposado. Oh, look at that thing. Wow, that is high end. Yeah, where did we see that before? I've seen this. What is this? Very high end. Yeah. That's... I was a gift. Yeah. It was a gift, yeah. It's so that's so just like a standard bottle that some tequila company yeah. makes? Yeah, they try to be a little fancy yeah. about it. So it's, yeah, it's like a ceramic thing, but it's it's delicious tequila. It's not an uh, urn with ashes. <laughs> no. It may be at some point in his life, yeah. but you know, we'll decide that later. Right, Actually, I, that is where I want to be. Probably in your yes. life, not his, Marsha. Yes. Let's be honest. We're putting Dan in that we, thing. Yes. Let's hope we're not scattering your ashes I mean, in the parking lot of Shit's Creek. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with nobody there. Uh, Nobody watching. Nobody's watching. All right, we're going to need to vamp for the rundown, Brian, because Katie just, I think Katie went to get Scout something, so oh, the dog okay. is well, not I, um, oh, Yeah, what are you drinking? I didn't even I, listen. I didn't say. Oh, okay. Miller Lite. Yeah. Classy. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. We're, might, uh, have, might have heard of it before. We're also <laughs> celebrating Brian and Miller Lite's 30-year anniversary. <laughs> I was not drinking at 10. (laughs) 11, maybe, but 10. Well, that's true. Actually, wait, I would would be 11. So maybe I was. Uh, So we have selected Home Alone. Mm -hmm. Uh, So many Christmas movies. But this is, again, came out 30 years ago. And I'm assuming uh, most of us saw it in the theater. I is that can't. a is that a crazy assumption? I, I feel yeah. like this was such a huge movie. Yeah. I think I saw it it's, twice. It's pretty safe Ooh. to say that almost everybody saw this. Probably ran, the theater, right? I remember Forever. this running almost till the summer. Yes, I. that's what I remember, Jim, is like after Christmas, we went to see it because it was just everybody would go. And it just it just kept it just stayed in the theaters yes. forever. Yeah. That, that's when pe- they used to do that. Yeah. I mean, movies yeah. like. Right, right. I mean, this was. 
I mean, there was VHS and stuff by then, but things would yeah. stay in the movies forever Ever. if it was For good. Sure. If it was making money, I think it just... Yeah, they yeah. wouldn't pull it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would just stay there forever. All right, it's time for The Rundown. Here we go. Jumping right in. Right in. This is uh, John Candy with the rundown. No, that was more Joe Pesci, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if that was either. Just go with it, Fine. I guess. Okay. <laughs> Kevin has been left behind by his overburdened family. While they jet set to Paris and back, Kevin must employ all the skills he has gained in eight years to stay fed and clean and also to defend his home from the wet bandits who are terrorizing the empty houses in his neighborhood. Will Kevin be able to maintain the glorious trappings of his Chicagoan McMansion and realize his Christmas wish of seeing his family on Christmas? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Mm -hmm. All right. So this film, like we've already hit on, was huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, probably, I mean, I'd have to check the numbers, but it had to be within, in terms of having a child star has to rank up as one oh, of the all time grossing films absolutely. of all time. I mean, there's other films that have made lots of money, but to have somebody who's in almost every scene. Right. right. This was one of kid, those like defining other than like a Harry Potter, right? The early right. Harry Potters. Yep. And that's like a different thing. Um, this made a shit ton of money. Yeah, yeah, so the the <laughs> and still does by the way cuz yeah. this is one of those movies that's con- like this time of year every year it it's just on in, in cumulative worldwide it was uh 476 million. Uh, do we know what the budget is? It could 18. have been a huge budget. So there's it? a story around the budget which is that Warner was supposed to um bring this movie to market and they said they would only give uh John Hughes 10 million to make the movie. And he knew that that wasn't going to be enough, but he still like said, okay. And then apparently like on the sly, he knew that that wasn't going to be enough. He started like shopping it to Fox at the same time and like secretly sent them a script. And then he, he, the, then he went to Warner and was like, Hey, the budget's 14 million. And they were like, no, stop production. And then Fox picked it up and the budget went up to like 18 or something. Yeah. 18 million is what it ended up at. The rest is history. Yeah, well, yeah. it's funny because Chris Columbus, who goes on and directs the Harry Potter movies, and actually, the Christmas Chronicles one and two, yes, very <laughs> true. Uh, he actually got this movie, and he never thought he was going to get another movie again because he was supposed to direct uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, oh and thought Chevy Chase was such an asshole, he left like two minutes like two weeks or two days before the film he's like i can't work with this guy and john Hughes wrote that as well but then when he wrote this he goes no i want chris columbus to do this and chris columbus to his credit when he directs movies with kids he does a great yeah job of it for kids of a certain age um so are these parents criminally negligent? <laughs> before we get into that, <laughs> yeah. before, before we evaluate these parents, uh, let's just like, do we have like an overall, like, are we all lovers of this film? Are we, are we across the spectrum? What, what's our hot take on the movie? 
Oh, I always enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll play it. Brian, to your point about them making money, we actually had to rewatch it. And I had to rent it. <laughs> so what? Yeah, I to... couldn't find it for free. I don't own it. <laughs> oh, you don't have Disney Plus, sir. That's what you need. <laughs> you know, I wish you had told me I actually do have Disney Plus. No. Oh, damn. Oh, oh, that's poor, poor internet. <laughs> what a moron. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, I like it. For two ninety nine, it was well worth. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I th- this is one of those movies that I feel like in my mind over the past thirty years, apparently, um, was kind of just like oh, a movie of my childhood. I think our kids had watched it with Jim at some point. I was not interested. I thought it's like a slapstick, silly kind of thing. Like not so much my bag. I yeah. freaking loved this movie. Yeah. This is it's a really good movie. It's like deceptively good. It's one, it's one of those my parents, like, you know, it's the movies that parents and kids can appreciate. So yeah. that's to me why, like, the parents are laughing and the kids, like, want to be Kevin. So you're like, yeah. you, want, you want to watch the movie. And there's, like, just enough language and things that they, that the kids yeah. feel like they're getting away yep. with something exactly. watching this. Yep. Yeah. But Lily, who's nine, was like, um, how does he know all of these things? Does he is this yeah. like from summer camp? Did he go to that's what she said? Yeah. Did he go to Survival summer camp? Camp? funny. This was just the 80s. Like <laughs> yeah. this, this was yeah. completely he, believable that he this had, he had already seen Predator and Toy Soldiers by this point. And Red Dawn. Red Dawn. He had watched like eight times. So he knew the commies were coming. You would defend your house. You could do anything as a child of the 80s. You were able yeah. to that's a fair point. It's amazing we I mean, Commando. How many times do you think that kid saw Commando? At least no. eight times. No. Well, and he was what? he was the seventh kid. He yeah. could do. Yeah. I mean, basically whatever the eighteen-year-old was maybe, doing, he was able to do. As maybe well. not though, because he was a little freaked out by angels with dirty souls. Mm. The, yes. the, the well, he's still he's still eight. That's true. He's still eight, right? Yeah. It's still a, yeah. a machine gun. I mean, it's still yeah. a little scary. I still remember my dad telling me to count the number of bullets in Commando as we watched. He's like, "Oh, this is fake. Don't worry about it." The, <laughs> the bullets ran out about forty-five Ooh. rounds ago. Oh, I was yeah. like, "Oh, okay, this is." <laughs> but see, you believed everything he said. Yeah. You're like, "Yeah, yeah." I was like, "All right." But Terminators are real. Just they are real. That. <laughs> um. I found this movie to be and I had watched it last year, too, but I but I always forget how much I laugh at it. Yeah, it is. It is like cheesy, but still like genuinely funny and kind of just uh, it's a little hokey, but it plays because of the Christmas angle, I think, Mm -hmm. because it's I don't think until this time I really caught on of how much of an almost fairy tale like thing it is Mm -hmm. with the wind blowing out the power. Like when you see it in that way as an adult, you're even, I think, more willing as a kid. You just love everything about it. Mm -hmm. But as an adult, that makes it more like you get into it. You're like, okay, well, and I think that that helps. You know, we were trying to explain to our six year old tonight, like, you're not supposed to watch this and think that like this is really happening, right? Like, the, right, I mean, right. it's it's a realistic film. It's not sci-fi. It's not fantasy, but it is definitely hyper real, right? There are elements where like you're just supposed to kind of go along for the ride. It's um, a live action like Tom and Jerry or like yeah. Roadrunner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, great, yeah, don't worry yeah. too much about the robbers like getting impaled and lit on yeah. fire. Like nobody's gonna die. They're all gonna be fine, right? We're just supposed to yeah. laugh. You don't need to right. don't you don't need to feel bad for them. Just laugh. There's no, there's no empathy needed. <laughs> just laugh. Some movies are just like that. Yeah. I mean, the opening scene has Pesci sitting there as a cop 
for like 10 minutes while people right. are just passing them by. I've never, I've never thought of that. It was a pretty scene. great scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Do believable. Like that environment of that house is basically yeah. my childhood yeah. being around my mom's family. Yeah. Yes. So like so it's 100% true. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I would go into, yeah, I, so I was yeah. not a child of, like, a family like that. I had older brothers, but they were all out of the house. I would go to Jim's family functions and sit next to the grandmother that was not, like, blood re- relatives to the, right. the clan of ten. And we would just sit in the dining room, like, wide-eyed and be like, what is happening yeah. here? It was just like that house. And then uh, we would have Brian play Santa at those parties. That's true. That's true. That's we actually true. did have Brian dress up as Santa, as Santa for my younger cousins. Yes. yes. <laughs> I did. That is that is he true. Earned his, his, he earned his number, number two from McDonald's that day. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Uh I thought it, this like these films are complete opposites, but the opening of this film versus Jim, what you were talking about with the opening of fences. Yeah. Like, and just the idea of like having somebody who uses like movies and cuts and all that, like there's so much going on and there's a ton of dialogue mm-hmm. and there's so much like dropped on you, like exposition yeah. dropped on you, but you never feel like it because of the way they edit it and cut it and use the fact that it's a movie. Well, it's and, not exposition, is, really, because they're not... They're, they're not, not giving up much, but you get a lot of character stuff. Like, right, this right, is how because they're actually showing you yeah. rather than telling. Yeah. Yes, right. You feel the chaos. Yeah. But all the relationships, they give you, like, little snippets. Yeah. And right here is where I will I will make my stand on on the parents, is that John Hurst, is that who... Her, no, her. her. He's heard... Hurst is Rap- is that the R-I-P. guy? No, no. John Hurst yeah, is a John actor Hurst. as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's yeah, he's a terrible dad, but the mom is pretty good. And I think yeah. the only why is he a terrible dad? What does he do? Because he doesn't give a shit about anything. No, <laughs> no. The uncle's the jerk. The uncle's that, the, the uncle fine. is literally a jerk, like mean man. Right. Dad, yeah. dad, dad doesn't give like, a shit yeah, about anything. Yeah, but clearly he makes a ton of money, and that's been defined as his okay. job. I thought, so, relationship, so. I thought of him as more aloof. Than yeah. anything yeah. else. I like, mean, by the time you have that many children, he has uh, three, four. Yeah, so there's that's more, really aren't there? How many come in the door Wait, at the end? Uh, can we four. ask Marsha, who has so five? So there's five of them. I think there's five. Yeah, five. There's five. Okay, so Marsha, you obviously grew up in a family of many children. Right. Could your could even was obvious. anybody even forgotten for a minute? Was there ever a situation where somebody drove away and then had to turn around and go back and uh, get somebody? Hundred percent, like a hundred percent. So do like we have to give point, them some leeway? Maybe exactly. should we give the McAllisters some leeway? Yeah, my parents instituted like the number system, and we would count off. And then my dad could tell the voices if you said four, which was me, and it wasn't me, he would get very frustrated. And we left Connor um, when we drove to my eldest brother's wedding. Connor was, I don't know, 10 at the time. And we left him home watching TV. And we were all at the wedding. <laughs> Wait, how many? Turned around remind said, remind us how many children there are, Marsha. So there, there were nine of us then. Right. And so my oldest brother and the difference between my oldest and my youngest is 17 years. So my older brother is getting married at 27. My younger brother is 10 years old. I think he's watching like, the, so Simpsons. like he was but, watching but, the Simpsons in the den. Fair enough. He had his own snacks, <laughs> but we all got to the wedding and the cocktail party. And we were like, where, who has Connor? You have Connor? Do you have Connor? Well, but to be fair, that's ten percent of your family, or right. less than less than ten percent. Right, right, right. This guy, 
these guys lose 20% of their kids. Yes. No, no, no. I mean, I, I don't think you can I'm, justify I'm pretty sure it, Jim just said your parents are bad. But no, 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 no. What I'm saying is like, that's understandable. What I'm saying is like, when you only have five, forgetting one is like a bigger, not a bigger deal. I guess one of you our, know what I'm saying. It's always a big deal. One of our <laughs> listeners says she was left at a funeral home. There, yeah, were, there were five of them. Oh, see? But that John Candy, That also happens in the movie. <laughs> John Candy. You think she's making it up? I don't know. I, are you just quoting John Candy? Yeah, because John Candy uh, goes on the story good. to make, oh, yeah, yeah. To make the mom feel... Six or seven weeks after this event happened to you. Yeah. Yes. Well, so John, yeah. if you, for those that don't know, John Candy is in this movie. Rest in peace. As um, and he I made like his name. bucks to be in it. Yeah, four hundred. It was yeah, it was so like four hundred and twenty five dollars. He got to be in this movie. That's crazy. He filmed for one day, and he was the only actor allowed to go off script. And him and Catherine O'Hara, all their interactions were basically ad libbed. Off script. Uh, yeah. Awesome. And so he he yeah they had one day to shoot his lines and he goes off on a story trying to make her feel better about him and his wife leaving <laughs> one of their kids at a funeral home for a full day <laughs> and uh laura's saying no she's 100 percent telling the truth she was left at the funeral home for her grandmother's funeral well that's how long scary. before you started speaking again <laughs> because John yeah. Yeah. well uh, this made me also love the world of pre 9-11 airports yeah. where there was apparently no security you could go to the gate remember when you could go to the gate to meet someone i guess that's how you get around not having a kid right but i mean just letting them all in like sure oh, just pick a seat yeah grab whatever seats open oh you'll love it the train this is only a flight from chicago to paris right, don't right. worry about it short flight um so i think the interesting thing about this movie and we've i think we brought this up a long time ago on another episode this is one of those movies you're willing to watch if it comes on tv because you're waiting for the house situation to occur yeah i mean that's a 100 but you know rewatching it this time there's also a lot of like some pretty good setup stuff because there's there is a long time i mean you're almost an hour before you get to that part right. of the film that you have to sell. And I think that's interesting to, you know, how you write this balance of we need to have some characters that are interesting. Some of the humor is certainly more adult oriented than little. I mean, they do a nice job mixing it, but I was impressed this time at just how long it is before the stuff happens. Cause as a kid, I think that's what you always remember about this yeah. movie, because that's like one of those things, like a dream come true. Imagine I could do all these things yeah. in my house. And there's a legit movie kind of before that though, which is, I, I mean, probably a testament to John Hughes cause he was such a good writer. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dan. No, no, go for it. You're in. Uh, I think that like the balance is sort of the the beauty of this film, and and you can see it in so many regards. Um, I was thinking about how there's there's a touch of like romance and nostalgia in this movie, and it it comes in in a lot of ways. It comes in in the way they use the music, Brian, as you said, like these like fairy tale little elements. Um, and then nods to other movies. You know, Jim was saying there's a scene that's very much like an, right out of Indiana Jones oh. with oh. Joe Pesci grabbing when the Joe doorknob. Pesci burns his hand. It's almost a a like shot for, for shot, shot, right? Yeah, of 
when I forget the guy's name, the bad guy in Raiders of the Lost Ark burns the medallion on his hand yeah. and then yeah. runs outside yeah. in the snow and he goes, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. he does like the exact same noises. And then he looks at his hand in like very similar way. Like, yeah, it, it's exact. And for me, I, I was thinking about Christmas story. Um, there's a, a similar sort of like perspective shift where like suddenly, you know, Ralphie, Kevin, you, you take Kevin's perspective and you're looking up at the adults and seeing them the way that he sees them. Um, yeah. And he has that interaction with the elf and with Santa. And again, you get this sort of like grisly Santa, just like you do in the Christmas story. Um, except the, the scene changes. <laughs> yeah, we're like, you know, he he's in front of the busted up car. I and think he's that, was Max a from, uh, that was Max from that was Max from Armageddon. Yes. It was absolutely was. Yep. <laughs> Rest in peace. But it ends up like that. That you know, Bye, it, it's it's nostalgic, but it turns. You know, so I feel like there's like yeah. all these just little like nods to other other movies and just the way that it balances that again that childhood. You know, the childhood desires of like, what if, you know, what if I could fight off the bad guys all by myself, you know? <laughs> along with like the, uh, you know, adult trauma of like, what if I left a child behind? <laughs> There's just so much going on, you know? So apparently John Hughes literally had that thought. Like he was, they were like going on vacation and he was like, what, did, did I do everything? And he's like, oh my God, what if I oh forgot the God. kids? Right. And then he like quickly like wrote a few notes and started writing this movie. That's amazing. Yeah. That that would be. Yeah. yeah but you, to your point, Brian, just sorry, like the one thing I'd yeah. say, I also love the actors they picked for everything. Joe, yeah. Pesci, Joe Pesci's like a personal hero at this point. Not and a first choice. Oh, yeah, and that's interesting. Like my Not cousin really. Vinny, all the, all, the, all the mobster movies he's done, like you think about it, like I feel like I like him even more in this movie now yeah. just because of how I feel about him. Yeah, like, yeah I think, choice, no, it was wow. De Niro and he turned it down. Thank it's God. funny we've talked about a few movies that De Niro turned down and it was definitely for the best yeah and then he <laughs> and then he started for the picking best, other said no. bad movies yeah and, he chose right, Meet the right. Falkers over this he decided Meet the Falkers would be a good comedic I don't know turn. if you guys know this but I have a I, I am a I'm not a De Niro hater but I am an anti De Niro, De Niro and pretty much you're a De Niro realist after Goodfellas ah, yeah. you're an anti-deer knight or He's whatever not in the like, fan club. like anti-dentite that's yeah. fair. Jim, I'm going to roll with you on that. I think it's okay to criticize him. He's yeah. made so many horrible choices. Horrible choices. Yeah. And sort of denigrated everything that he did well. Like yeah. It was. The, the choice of Pesci turns out to be great. Yep. Yeah. The fact that they're able to get John Williams, which is probably why, I mean, the man, John Williams has never done a bad score. And I mean, for a movie like this, you I don't know if you necessarily even think of a score, no, which I you, think elevates. I think you do. I, I think you do. There yeah. are, no, there are moments in this movie where like the music swells no, you. No, right? no, like, John Williams, yeah. No, it's no, incredible. I'm, I'm saying like a kid, quote unquote, kids movie. Oh, sure. Oh, is yeah, you yeah, wouldn't think sure. like, oh, let's get John Williams for this, or you wouldn't even invest the money in yeah, them, yeah, right? Yeah. You'd be like, this Star is a kids' Wars. films or whatever. But it makes um, it feel that much more much, important. Oh, it means it, yeah. it makes it feel like something that is real, that is timeless. Yeah. He actually got an Oscar nomination. It's amazing. Movie, it, which has, is crazy. it has themes as recognizable and gives you a certain feeling like Star Wars, and it they're not you couldn't like hum them like you can Star Wars or Jaws or something like that. I know that the I feel like that one. Yeah, on my yeah, Pandora, yeah. that song that will come one. on on the Christmas yeah. station. I'm like Home Alone. Yeah, <laughs> it is great. Yep. Um, so the, the so Pesci and Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern turned them. Well, 
apparently they had to extend the shoot because of a bunch of stuff that happened and they weren't going to like extend their their pay and so daniel stern was like peace and they got daniel roebuck who if you oh I, god oh no yeah i don't i didn't i had to look him up because i didn't recognize his name but when you see him you'll know you know who he, he is he's in a bunch of yeah. stuff as he is um apparently after like a day christopher columbus was like yeah no you're out <laughs> and, and brought daniel stern back um because daniel stern and joe pesci really have a chemistry in yep, this movie that is amazing yep and i love the extreme like twins like just yep. this yeah. goofy guy with a little i just i appreciate well, Marshall with the twins <laughs> but it is it's just that good dynamic of opposite yeah, yeah. A I, I I don't know if we want to, I mean, it's a, this movie's hilarious in, in certain respects. Dan said, you know, he's still laughing at, at, at parts. And so maybe because we can go over everything that happens, but I think what is your favorite, like funny moment in this movie? Oh, and this, I, the reason I bring that up is because this Daniel Stern scream when the, when he puts oh. the the tarantula on tarantula. On, on his face, we're just laughing at that half an hour. Ago. Yeah, is so maybe the best scream in any it's movie of perfect. all time. <laughs> because you can feel it in your soul. Yes, like you imagine what depths you would have to a fear you would have to get to yes. to make that sound. <laughs> yeah, it's guttural. It's just it's like yeah. it's, it's like beyond guttural. It goes. It's like it's like if you were you were already at guttural and then it goes to like the tip of your head, yeah. like it's like like it's insane. But you know how some directors will do things like d d in the moment because they want the natural. That's what I always think. I'm like I'm gonna guess that they just put it there and we're that like, was a live tarantula. Exactly. like perfect. That's how you would feel. Yeah, that's how I would face. feel. Like it. Just, I love and he does something that I only realized this time that I would totally do. And I do this if there's like a little spider in the house, which is like, <laughs> did I get it? Did I get yeah. it? Like, where is it? Cause if I don't see it dead, I'm going to have a hard time I'm going to sleep tonight. <laughs> right. But yeah, he takes Joe Pesci with the crowbar. Oh my God. Like, so good. No, it's amazing. I don't know if I can top that. I, well, I, I know feel like I, that's, I that is the funniest moment. Yeah. I think you took the best one. All right. Yeah. Sorry. I, there I, are others. We could no, do like favorite what? scene. No, go but... Brian. Brian has something. Uh, I love, and it's, it's, I love when he keeps using the gangster film. Yeah. Like the pizza delivery, the gag with the pizza delivery kid. Yeah. But, but like the, the thing that I think the writing is brilliant of it. So he does, he's watching it at first. Then he, figures out in his mind like okay wait now i can use this with the pizza guy but then he takes it to the next level with daniel stern <laughs> and yeah. then they're and then they get back in the van they're like trying to snakes? talk about the game I don't snakes i don't know i don't know snake, hold on i might know that hold the, on, hold on. The, that like, uh they shot that for this movie that's not a real movie um oh, and really? yeah and <laughs> the, in the in the original script apparently the final scene was supposed to be Marvin Harry in like prison going to like the common area to have and like food and watch whatever. <laughs> and that movie was supposed to be, supposed you know, be playing. Yeah. And then there was, and then Harry was supposed to like hit Marv or something, you know, whatever. So I, I love the humor in this movie, but I also love that it balances with like these very heartfelt scenes yeah. um, that are, never feel like they're too over the top. 
And I, so I think for me watching tonight, the scene in the church with his neighbor is like my, my favorite moment. Um, and it just, it doesn't feel forced. It just feel, you know, like Kevin's reaction of like, this is the guy that my brother has talked about. And now he's right in front, he's right in front of me. Like that's all. Yep. That's eight. Yeah. That's legit. And then when the guy's like, can I sit down? And he's like, mm -hmm. that, yeah. that feels also, also exactly what would happen. Um, and I just, I love how that plays out and like the subtle ending to it of him just kind of watching it through the window at the end of yeah. the movie. Like, I love that thread. Yeah. yeah. Especially because I think that part, like you said, Brian, in the beginning, they have so much buildup, but like watching it from uh, Danny, who's 11, his point of view, like he ate up that story. Like yep. looking out the window and is like, mm -hmm. there are ashes of the body. And Danny's like, oh, absolutely. Like mm -hmm. he was, he believed every word coming out. So I'm like, that part engages a kid that age too. Like it's still oh, gets you. Marley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you're still like, oh yeah, Dan like nodding. I'm like, yep, you got him. Like 30 yeah. years later, Danny's like, yes, that's totally yeah. believable. It has that crazy. like that moment of like a Goonies when like they mm. would play like the Chester Copper Pot thing. Yes, like, absolutely. And like, he was here. He was <laughs> yeah, here. yeah, yeah. But it Love is it. like Goonies in the sense, right? That yeah. it's a movie as a kid when you see it that you're so drawn to it because yeah. you it's like the game you would make up or play. Yeah. Yes. And that like sticks with you. And it's in it's interesting because I feel like part of the issue with like Goonies or Home Alone is in a modern context, you can't do them right with social media or phone. There's it, it's not believable at all. Like people don't get it. if you're a younger kid now, you'd probably just be like, well, why didn't they call a cell phone or why didn't they post on Facebook or why? Right, right. I don't understand like how different if you didn't grow up at this time period, this idea like, oh, you know, everybody could go away and you might just call the house. And then, but, so, I mean, it's still far-fetched even for that time period, right, but like right. all those things, this idea that you could be off the grid, that that's something that yeah. was actually possible, that kids yeah. that kids would actually go to a grocery store and they might look at them weird, but <laughs> like maybe if it was right down the street, they might run down the street and get okay. some, like now you'd be arrested if you allowed yeah. your child to even walk down to the street corner by themselves probably. Well, they do at least have the cashier kind of like give them the side eye like what's uh you know we have yeah. we at least have a concerned adult there's a few yes. concerned adults in yeah. this um sorry Not one of our police. listeners just wants us to come yeah. full circle on mr marley that that's also a little nod to the christmas carol right yeah. so we, okay. yeah. so we've got the the ghost of christmas past he had no chains though i wish he had chains uh, he had a he, he did have a what, shovel if he though. was like dragging them down yeah. when he was like salting the sidewalk <laughs> if he had like a chain attached to the trash can and there you just, go oh that would have been just a little subtle yeah, yeah. no you didn't need it <laughs> well listen i just shoveled I over 10 inches of snow today i wish i had a neighbor that was walking down the street there you go salting yeah, everything for everybody <laughs> he got shamed for that what a snobby uh neighborhood that was uh, there's only one thing that's really unforgivable in this mm -hmm. movie Buzz's fucking hair. Oh, so bad. <laughs> but it's so is. true for that time period. Like I oh, absolutely yeah. had classmates. He, who I was hair a little like that. upset to see that on his, the poster on his wall was it was iced tea. I think iced tea. It was. It should have been like color me bad with that hair. <laughs> oh man. The iced tea one was a little uh, off-putting. It was weird. It was weird. Yeah, but you want to hate him so much. You want to hate his haircut. You want to hate his attitude. Yeah. You the, 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 like the late 80s when you could have like an air rifle and a tarantula and absolutely, absolutely. nudie mags oh, and a chest right. yeah, and fireworks. 
yep. fireworks, yeah, all yep. of it. Do you know what's so interesting about films with children? I think ones that are really good with child actors that are really good, and they, I think they can play and last longer and have a, a, a better resonance maybe in like society because there's so few of them. Yeah. Like there's some, some of them, they tend to be awful. Like, I, I yeah, do yeah. feel like it's a really big gamble. Like we talked about, that was like the first Harry Potter movie. Maybe that's why Chris Columbus, you know, did those first two. And maybe, you know, when they start the transition and get older, maybe he's not the best director, but there's something about the performances he's able to get out of the child game. actors. Yeah. Because I mean, in, in the Harry Potter movies that he did for kid actors, amazing. Yeah. The Christmas Chronicles are both really good with younger people. And this Macaulay Culkin, I don't know if there's any other movie off the top of my head I can think of where a kid, a kid can carry scenes and they can film it in the way they do. They film it. You know, he can e. do medium shots. He can do E.T. It's probably Drew Barrymore and, and, and um, Henry, Thomas. Henry, those two. It's yeah. one of the only ones where you can do that. Usually they're so limited in the mm -hmm. type of shots they can do and all that type of stuff that he does. He's not afraid to do close-ups on Macaulay Culkin and he can carry scenes, but, which is yeah. crazy. Well, that's the other thing. He can hold it. He's hold his own. Yeah, but it's not just that he gets the performances out of the kid. It's that he tells the story of the movie through such their lens yeah. that is like, it makes it more believable and the absurdity of it sort of plays because he makes you feel like a kid by the way he's filming everything yeah right oh, so like point. so yeah. like and that's how et works like if you rewatch et the 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 whole movie is basically from a perspective of a kid who has no effing idea what's going on around him and this movie I mean, they do jump where to places where Kevin isn't, and there are other people interacting, and it sort of changes. Um, and those, but those scenes in particular are usually—it's interesting because you could almost say that those are also Kevin's perspective because in those scenes, it's basically showing how much how stupid adults are. Like yeah. every other scene where Kevin is not present and it's two adults talking. It, it's them being fucking idiots, whether it's his parents, the his uncle, the police, <laughs> the the, the burglars, everybody. like everybody is not as smart as him in this movie. Even in the pharmacy, like everybody is yes. just a little bit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only the neighbor. The neighbor's the only adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, but you never get a scene with the adult, with the neighbor that's not, with without Kevin. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's interesting. I just I well, love that. I think that's what he does greatness. well. Yeah. He, the also the thing I love about this movie um, is also, and I think it's a, I don't know if it was the brilliance of it was partly probably John Hughes writing it, but how Christopher Columbus did it. When you get to the house sequence, it's it could almost be like a silent film. If you go back and yeah. look at the way he did it, the score is so good in that part. I mean, there is some dialogue, but there's not much. Yeah, it's oh. very much like Chaplin stuff, which I've been watching recently on the Criterion channel of the way he did stuff and the Three Stooges yeah. and like Laura. Yeah. But it it's not done anymore. But it's done the perfection in this, like the slapstick comedy and the way that Pesci and Stern are able to pull it off 
it's still like it shouldn't be funny because it's so over the top with the I'm way sorry. they're able to do like the, i'm sorry the stairs like the, the idea of falling down the stairs and then he needs the he's pulling yeah. himself up and then yeah. he's i mean that is you can laugh all the time or just the idea it doesn't make any yeah. sense like silent films didn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense that kevin leaves the window open because he has no i no way of knowing that daniel stern's going to be barefoot but it's still hysterical it, it's mean, it's logic, like, but you don't want you want to believe it anyway so yeah tell it so well yeah right. like this is it, it's weird to talk about a movie like home alone and you'd be like wow this is somebody again using cinema yeah like the heights of what like visual storytelling is because it's like home alone but they he does it like so perfectly in this movie to set things up and that you get a 20 minute segment in the house where i'm gonna kill you kid and there's a few (laughs) groans and stuff like that you could drop all of that out and just have john williams score and it still Mm -hmm. would be unbelievable you could watch that almost as a film in its sense yeah it could just be like these guys are trying to break into house and they tried to break into the wrong house and here's 25 minutes and you'd still love it i think (laughs) but even when the the moments where he does when the family is there um and he does the time lapse and just with the music to feel the chaos of the people but then also when kevin is by himself and he does it again to feel like Kevin is like super excited with this plan. He's come out and then you feel it again, the same chaos, but this time you're rooting for him. You're like, yes, like you're in, you're on his side this time. And that like, that music hypes you up with the speed. Like you are now, you're on his team. Like you want to see them go down as much as he does. Yeah. Mm. I found myself drawn actually to something and and going more over to Katie and Jim's side from when we did uh, Fury Road, because tonally we talked about like, the imbalance at points in that movie. And I think this movie proves that you can, it's kind of BS to say, well, it's tough to get a tonal balance in a movie because this movie could theoretically be all over the place, but they are able to do it. So it's achievable. If you have like, if you have every, if you come in with like a good script you know, it is it is possible to pull off something that because I would argue that as crazy as Mad Max Fury Road is, this movie is almost as implausible as that. But they're able to balance adults laughing like my yeah. kids are watching it. Or, you know, they watch it every year. They watched it again. Claire started watching uh, Home Alone, too, until I told her Donald Trump was in it. And then she turned it <laughs> off and that she's like, well, when why is he in this? And then she like turned it off and walked away. Um, but, you know, you can wa- everybody can watch this because there is this balance. And I don't know what it is that's achieved, but it's proof that when we watch movies and we're like, saying oh something was totally off there it, 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 yeah, it's obviously it turns out making making movies you can do it hard it <laughs> is it is but again when you have examples like this where you can kind of satisfy everyone by yeah. checking all the boxes it makes it really hard to get into a movie where you're just like well it's v- visually beautiful or like well they did these cool action things that nobody had done before like this, that's great, but you can't have a film that's only those things. Yeah. I mean, well, you can, you, uh, you but can. it's no, not going to be can, fulfilling. But I think here's the difference. If you're going to loud it as like amazing film that's transcending time and all those types yeah, of yeah, things, yeah. if you say it, you just have to say like 
maybe from a visual perspective, but not the movie as a whole. I guess, That's Brian, but I, I still feel like wh- then why do it? Like why only? Yeah, why only do? Right? Yeah. Like that just feels. Is that how you end up with Avatar? No, no, no. Right. Yeah, like, that's exactly right. Yeah, well, that like, is so. That check is. Check the though. other no, boxes. But, but even even <laughs> Avatar isn't. Fury Road's much better than Avatar. So we oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. But I, the one I always think about is John Wick because people. <laughs> We can't. We can't stop talking the, about it. The, we can't the, stop talking about the, it. I think you guys secretly love John Wick, and the, you just don't want to admit it. What if we watch it again, and I'm like, oh, I was John. wrong the first the f- time. You do love John Wick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could rewatch it, Kitty. I maybe I need to. Maybe I was just maybe looking with harsh it. eyes. Maybe. I did like the second one. I did like the second one better than the first. The the idea of like. That it did something special did just I didn't see it, but yeah. Before we uh, tie the knot on Home Alone, I wanted to revisit our conversation about the parents and and that leaving Kevin behind is actually forgivable. The scene that is unforgivable is when stinking Uncle Frank calls him a jerk. Oh my god! And his parents stand by. And send him to the attic. This no. is the eighties. This is again yeah. the timeline of like this was all acceptable. You were no. all a bunch of jerks. I, yeah. I I am sorry. Like clearly none of them like Frank. So then no, to no. me, this feels very Frank like, was supposed to be Kelsey Grammer, which also makes a lot of sense. That makes sense. Well, totally. I could see Kelsey Grammer. But like, you could have pulled that off. You know, I'm not one of those adults that feels like you know other adults can't parent my children or other but adults parent them. But not but that, that guy. Oh, you will not. A-hole. You will not. I mean, mm, there is he one really jerk is. here, and it is you, sir. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I hated. I hated also, that guy. Another reason why I think Kevin's dad is, is a shitty dad. Because they well, they both stand by though, and then mom's like, "I guess I got to take you to the attic to the yeah, scary yeah. attic all by yourself, so, eight year old so, boy." To be fair, some of the stuff Kevin was saying to his parents was pretty awful. Oh, yeah, the way he was talking. Yeah, but to I think we've all know. gotten to the point as parents where we know that if our kids are saying some shit like that to us. It's most likely our fucking fault. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's a big admission. Um, we have a, a young we we have a young listener watching us right now. Who? Just a reminder. How old is Andrew Pigeon? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, our our youngest commenter is with us tonight. So and so far has been saying that Brian sounds the smartest. So He's wrong. I just Smart need to put that out there. Pinnacle of your child. career. Uh, <laughs> student and trying to get an A this semester, right? Yeah. No, nope. <laughs> I, I will say that there have been talks about, first of all, there's like five sequels to this movie, apparently. Oh, yes. oh they changed. Money, they're just going to keep making one. Yeah, they changed. I really, there's talks of rebooting this, and I really hope, I. this is one of those, It's it sounds weird, but there's, like, there's certain movies that just shouldn't be rebooted. Like, we're all talking about, our kids, our kids can watch this movie, and there's obviously some elements of it that we have to explain like what is this why wouldn't they do that right. but it but it absolutely still like the premise and all the fun it still works yeah there's no way to go and then transition this into no a reboot way. i don't think no they, they should definitely leave it alone no i heard that they're doing um <laughs> they wanted to do a stoned alone which was a, a, a movie about like a, a 
yeah, apparently, like, I don't know if it's going to be Macaulay Culkin, but someone, like, an older stoner alone in their house having, like, paranoid... And it was it, the, the, the synopsis well. was is, hilarious. That is, a, that is a very different film. Yeah, we might want to stay away from right. that. One. By the way, if you don't enjoy Macaulay Culkin as he's gotten older, I highly recommend everyone go watch the movie Saved. It is excellent. Which is, yeah, was, okay. I don't know, was we could put, is it 15 I, I, years I, old well, now? Let's make a request to put that on the list. It that stars Mandy Moore favorite. and Patrick Fugit from uh Can't Remember. Almost Famous. Yep. Almost Famous. And okay. a few other people. It okay. is very good movie. It incredible. is a very good movie. So that poses the question, is this the best movie that Macaulay Culkin ever made? No, Saved is better. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Really? Now I, now I need to watch Saved again. But he just made him more funny, mm. so maybe. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Um, it is on Disney Plus. So Tim from Pop Addle doesn't think there's anything to watch on Disney Plus I'm and Disney hates Plus. it. But uh, and don't be like the Barrios and pay for it if you have Disney Plus. <laughs> you're you already to, paying for it if you have Disney Plus. Already paying for it. So you might want to do that. But watch it. Um, you know, maybe you don't watch Home Alone 2. Because somebody's in it. Maybe maybe you shut it off. Maybe you just say, I'm not watching this. And why is he in this movie? I, no, that, just, it, I think it's fine. I think it's fair. And it reminds us um, where he should be, which is in the entertainment industry. Industry. industry not um, leading a country. Soon enough. Soon enough. All right. Here we go. Time for Game of the Week. <laughs> Ooh, good job, Jim. All right, this is our third annual Commager's Christmas movie. Uh, so we're going to play Own It, Skip It, One or Done, Katie's favorite game. God damn it, uh, Brian, this is a really bad one. So this is our, th our we've <gasps> done three Christmas movies. Here they are. Remember the rules. You can own one. You have to skip one, which means you wouldn't be able to ever watch it. And you can watch one only one time. So here are your choices. Home Alone, Love Actually, and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Who would like to go the first? The guests go first. Guests go first. Katie likes to do this because she doesn't want to answer first, <laughs> even though she's known well, for a week. Well, sometimes the, the game, the oh, game only gives us well. enough leeway. Yeah, or... I just feel like we shouldn't go first. Yeah, the guests, the, the guests should go first. All huh? one, All right. Skip one. Watch it only once. Yep. Yep. So you can own one, which means you'd be able to watch it as much as you want. Skip one, which okay. means you'd never be able to watch it. The other, you could watch only one time. My options are, again, Love yeah, Actually. Actually. Love Actually, Home Alone, Christmas Vacation. Uh, Christmas Vacation is the one I want to own for me. Uh, All right. Uh, Love Actually, I don't think I ever have to see it. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, so that, I'll, I'll give That's Home fine. Alone the other option. <laughs> All right. One and done. All right, Marsha, how about you? I mean, I'm going to own... Home Alone, because I think every kid should watch it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to skip Love Actually. Sorry, guys. And I'll watch once. National Lampoon's? Yeah. What was, the, what was our wedding song? Um, it's it's God Only Knows. God Only Knows. Yeah. What movie is that from? It's, it's from Love Actually. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they're judging. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can't tell you like, I screwed up your wedding song. I don't know uh, why he needed to do that. That's uh, like never, rubbing. Never yeah. Won. That's making you You jumped before. right in. I, like, well, you're I, like, hey, is this hot water? I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Gallows so I think it's actually a Beach Boy song. Well, it I'm is sure a Beach Boy song. Yeah, yeah, I know. So we got so it from Love Actually. You, you were you were expecting Dan and Marsha to remember your wedding song. So why don't you tell us what their wedding song was? I don't remember, but I remember they had Lamb. <laughs> oh, best meal I've ever had in my life. There was I'm so remember, much laughing. I remember them dancing and going down. It's, it's, it is the best meal I've ever had in my life. I've going down. I remember so them many people that. eat lamb at the oh same time, God. not at amazing. a Greek wedding. I've never been to a Greek wedding, but I assume I, they eat a lot of lamb. It was good. Yeah. Just yeah. that. Let me tell you something right now. If Aileen actually ever listened to the show or was up, we could ask her and she would she say, what's Brian's favorite meal of all time? Lamb from Dan. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I remember them dancing to Going Down by Bruce Springsteen. The, the going down, down, down. I do remember that too, but no. What was, the, what was your wedding song? Uh, fly me to the moon. Oh, uh, that's a good that's one. Good. Uh, all right, uh, Jim. One. What what are you doing here? What's what's your choice? Um, I am owning Love Actually. Wow. One and done Christmas vacation and skip it home alone. Ooh, I'm gonna flip Ooh. it. I'm gonna flip it. Uh, I'm owning Love Actually. One and done Home Alone. Skipping Christmas vacation. Yeah, it, it's it's a hit or miss with. It's a toss up between the two, because I feel like I get. There are other movies that sort of give me the same feels as Home Alone and Christmas Vacation. All right. I own all three films, so I'm disqualified from. <laughs> Brian, when from do you this. open up a new room of your house that is like just the film room? Yeah, just the DVDs. Well, I own a lot digitally now. Jim oh. has converted me to a oh. non-physical media. Don't pretend like I've converted you. To, to, to virtual room. Look at virtual room. So uh, I am about to, as we, Aileen and I always watch Love Actually every year, though. So. I'm actually feeling remorse. I do remember being a little emotional during Love Actually. I, I, feel, like you, I feel like you need to rewatch Love Actually. You guys could watch it. Yeah, what you you're telling it. me is that you yeah, haven't have really have watched it. Love Actually. <laughs> No, no, I've seen it. I it's, like just, it. it's just because we live it. We don't need it. Oh, yeah. oh, there <laughs> is, oh, I Constant love that. romance over there. <laughs> All right, here we go. Five question time. <laughs> you want answers? That's the you right want one. answers? I want the truth! <laughs> what the So, Hype is sharing her wedding song, and I can't think of what that song sounds like. What? What's it sound like? I want to hear it. Annie's song? How does it go? Oh, John Denver. Denver. Yeah. Song? How's it go? Is that from <laughs> You fill up my senses like is a night part? in the far. Are you kidding me, Hype? This is your song? It like was a an night in spring coming at you hard, <laughs> Laura Mack. Wow. You, okay. You closed it. I was in the middle of, I was having I a moment. to be done. <laughs> Every week, Katie. I was thinking of Rob and mm. that song at the same time. It I was wanted, a moment. I wanted that to be over. Oh, God. Okay. All Here right. we go. Five question time. All right. Question one, thumbs up or thumbs down for Dan and Marsha. How do you feel? It probably never happens. Uh, but being home alone, <laughs> are you thumbs up or thumbs down at being home alone? So Dan is thumbs up and Marsh is thumbs down. Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm, around yes. around the hole? Yeah, you, you want to go? I'm a thumbs up on it. Yeah, I, I it, can't imagine a parent <sighs> not like relishing being in their home with no one else there. It never you know, happens for me. With so many people, it's weird to be. Yeah, well, yes, you're. So many people. I got it. I got it. That's true. It's probably so it. bizarre. Love it. I go to movies alone. I do too. Psychopath. I go to movies alone all the time. <laughs> That's why when Dan you go. Wait. If, if you were on business travel, Dan, 
<laughs> and you had to go out to eat. Are you go? Are you are you getting a table or or do you are you sit at the bar? I'd probably sit at the table. Good, you're a psychopath. Oh, wow. You're an absolute psychopath. I wouldn't even do that. I'd sit at the bar. I wouldn't yeah. sit at a table. No, I, I'm table all the way. Who else would I want to spend time with? I don't want anybody at the bar to talk to me. If you're at the cool. bar, people are going to talk to you. Okay, I want okay. my own table. I want my book. And I don't want to talk to anybody except the you're waiter. You're going to sit at a, a table? During, that was like when we went to Brittingham's one time. Read a book during dinner. I love reading that? a book during dinner. Ooh, you know this Katie, about me. Let me take out my Tony Morris. Yes. yes, if I didn't what? have you three around, I would sit at that dining room table and read a book and eat my food, and it would be what? a luxurious hour and a half dinner hey, experience. What is that? I've been that or coworkers with like earphones and listening to music at like a, a restaurant. No, yeah. that's that's worse. That's worse. That, yeah, yeah. That, that is no, no. worse. I, I sit at the <laughs> bar and pretend to be interested in whatever sporting event they're showing. Yes, that's what the that's because you worry about appearances. I don't give a crap anymore. Nope. Oh, I'm there for no, my no. own experience. It's not about appearances. It's just about. Now you worry that people will judge you. Yep. You just called me a psychopath, man. You did call him a psychopath. Kate, so clearly you're judging the other people who are living their best lives, yeah. having their own solitary dining experiences. Yeah, I didn't say that I would never judge anyone. What the fuck? Why would that be an option? How many times when you were traveling on business did you get approached by a young lady while you were sitting alone at the bar? Oh. What? Hold on. Wow. What? That's it. You sit alone at the bar. You are open for business. That is. That is. That is the most ridiculous. That is. That is it. You sit at a table. This shit's closed. That's never closed. Closed. Okay, I got my book. I don't want anything to do with no, you. I love this. Mm -hmm. I, I want to hear this whole backstory of what Katie uh, envisions Jim doing on his mm -hmm. business trips. I like the case. Yeah, Benny is a faithful husband. Thank you. Literally. Literally. It's never been said. Literally, never once <laughs> has anyone, any human, other than the person taking my order, spoken to me. No <laughs> way. One hundred percent true. Oh my god! What kind of psychopath would <laughs> talk to me? Like, imagine me sitting at a bar, and, you know, eating it whatever. Obviously, it's Dan. Who who would approach me and be like, "Hey, oh my god, how you doing?" Women of a certain kind. <laughs> are you a, are you? So you're basically saying Jim's being approached by prostitutes at what? bars? Is that what you're insinuating? Ladies of the night. Wow, this is very well, Lars creepy. has this, this is, is taking a strange turn. Yeah, this is now this is from the question, how do you feel about being home alone? This yeah, is that, this is the opposite. How do you feel about being not home alone? I, uh, how do you feel about being really uncomfortable? How does everybody feel? It's your everyday existence. Yeah. Uh, all right, here we, here we go. Question two. Would you rather be hit in the face by a can of paint or step on a nail barefoot? Neither. Neither. Which, which I will say, I still, that the nail thing of oh, all right the... I can't. I could look at all the other stuff in this yeah. movie. The nail thing, though, I, I can't. I'm with you, Brad. I can't even, when it's coming, I can't even accept. Uh, There's I something can't. about an, an impaling that just feels well, like the the worst possible thing. The, the what, are they, what do they call it, Brian? The Foley sound in that moment yes, when the nail goes so, into his foot. So good. It's it dead so silent, good. and you just hear like this. Oh, <laughs> it's no, like, oh. oh it's, um, it's so gross. Pink cam. 
I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess it depends how full those paint canes are, but like the paint it's cans. True, an empty paint can I mean, it, is it, very light. It hits light. you hard enough, you're getting knocked out. Those paint I cans. Still cool. take it. Well, no, what I'm over stepping on a nail. What I'm worried about is that the paint can actually kills you. Yeah, I'd still take it. The <laughs> nail, the nail is probably Maybe you get tetanus. Exactly what we saw is what would happen. I am not playing this for the end game. I am playing this for how is it going to feel in the moment. Now, right, you're not going to remember the paint can. I'm, paint taking, can I'm, taking, I'm taking the nail on the foot. Yeah, I think no, I, I am too, Dan. Yeah. I think I am too. I'm doing it. All right. No way. Uh, paint can. Paint can all the way. How many concussions were uh, involved in this film? It depends. <laughs> if, he, if they had put Macaulay up on that uh, zip line, things could have yeah, gone that, a whole different way. That was the only... I, I was fun, it was funny. I was thinking about what a great job they did editing the stunt scenes. The stunt because yes. you really, with the the two guys, you really well, don't you, know. You can tell uh, when they're Force on the line one. that they're sitting on something. Oh, interesting. Oh, I didn't uh, no, The one it was it was the adult that was playing Macaulay Culkin going down the zip line that I thought was like the worst cut. So all they had to do was shot shoot it from the back. Like if you, it that was, was Tom front. Cruise. <laughs> it did look like Tom does all the stunt work. He was a very small man. <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, fill in the blank question: The number of times a woman of a certain age has approached you at a bar and <laughs> sitting by yourself. Three. <laughs> anybody have an answer? To that is, does anybody have a number? Has that ever occurred to anybody other than in an episode of Red Shoe Diaries with David Duchovny? I don't even know what that is. That was a great early 90s reference by me there. Yeah, so, I know. In fact, I we'll, we'll take your word for it. Okay. Happy references are all Brian. Okay, here we go. Our favorite question. Uh, what's everybody's favorite Christmas movie? Dana Marsha, favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> I gotta go Muppets Christmas Carol because Ooh. I love a Christmas Carol, but Muppets... Just put an extra piece yeah, of huge player. Muppet fan. Uh, I'm, I'm going uh, Die Hard, like always. Like, I know there's always a debate about that. Mm -hmm. But I love watching Die Hard no matter when. Hey, that's amazing. Uh, and finally, <laughs> deep thoughts. <laughs> deep. I, I love Die Hard. I'll, I'll watch it all the time. Uh, is Die Hard 2 a Christmas movie, Dan? That's mm -hmm. a big debate on social media right now. It's, 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 it's not really a debate. <laughs> it's, it's less of a Christmas movie, but it's still awesome, man. I love, okay. I love all those movies. Yeah, so Die Hard. Uh, all right, finally, deep thoughts question. Dana Marsha, which of your two children would be best suited to survive in a Kevin-like home alone situation? Are you going to answer first? I don't know. I think, I, I think it's going to be Catherine. I think she's the secret planner, organizer. She would be able to handle it. Personally, I, it's funny. I thought you were going to go with Danny. I'm going to no. go with my daughter, too. She's just very mature for her age. She could That's it. funny. She'd just call the cops. She'd probably just call the cops. Yeah. And it'd be over. <laughs> well, they, which could have ended the movie <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I did. That It was my like one question was like, yeah, it never. So, I, I, you know, and it's unanswered. It's like, is it that he thinks his parents will get in trouble? Well, no, but I think got they, left a, he got left. No, alone? I think it's because. He's not sure what's going on because yeah. the, he cop was the cop was in, in the his beginning. house. Okay, that's yeah. true. Very good. Very yeah, good. good well done. See, yeah, but I think he wished for it because I think it is still like a Santa thing. Like, is this real? Right? Did right. I create this in my own? Very good. Very good. Excellent. And does he think he's going to get in trouble because he made his parents disappear? If he oh God! Yeah, it, so like, yeah, it just keeps getting that. better. Yes. Yeah. Storytelling. I, when when Brian sent this question, I picked. In my head, I said Eva for the exact opposite yeah, reason. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Danny. That Dan yeah. and Marsha picked Catherine because I think the person that's best equipped with this 
is best equipped to deal with this is the person that when the plan falls apart, you just fucking bulldoze everything. That's it. Oh, I even would just throw yeah. shit yeah. out the window. I would be terrified. Yep, she will light when things on fire. When when I visit the DeSanto house, I need to wear pads. Yeah. Even, just gonna, <laughs> Brian needs to wear a, an athletic supporter. Yep. Because she will climb like, that person it's, like a spider monkey. Crack him right in the crotch. Oh my God. <laughs> you were asking about concussions on this film. I think I got one the other day because she jumped into my jaw. I it, I'm st- oh. I still hurt. Days Sorry. later, my God, yeah. that kid makes you see stars. She's not careful. She with is her not body. gentle. But Danny has like a secret fear of robbers, so I really think if they Ooh. would not be yeah. like mm. in panic mode, it's like only a matter of time before he fears quicksand, and then he'll be a true <laughs> '80s kid. That's amazing. <laughs> robbers <laughs> and quicksand. Um, not by yourself. Dan and Marsha, thank you so much for joining Yay, us. Thank you, Marius. Of course, we'll have to have you back again, especially in June when we're celebrating the 20th anniversary yes. of the class oh of 2001. That's... Booyah. Yeah, man. Let's do it. Did any good movies come out in 2001? No. Uh, so. No. So wait till you see the list I have for everybody oh, to pick Lord. from for that one. It is only not imagine. pretty. It is not pretty. It's a really <laughs> bad movie year, actually. <laughs> I thought maybe we should just pick movies we watched in college. It might yes. actually it might actually be better choice. You're not wrong. I think I saw Gladiator by myself in Scranton downtown. Really Dude, you were, you were watching movies by yourself in college? <laughs> <laughs> That's a little weird. I was with you with like the whole movie by yourself thing now. Like in college, it's yeah, a every, little Everyone's creepy. like, "Dude, it's Thursday. Let's go out." Nah, dude, I'm going down. Yeah, nah, good, dude, I'm going to go sit at a bar by myself, see if I can find I'm someone of a certain sure was, age. I'm pretty sure it was winter session. You ever watch Gladiator movies? <laughs> My God. That's a whole other discussion. Um, join us next week as we do our 2020 review. Ooh. I almost thought about not doing it because I'm not sure I wanted to give 2020 right. a year in review. But it's a year to remember. A fun, I mean, we had a lot of fun on the show, yeah. so I think we can't. This has been a high point. That. You yep. that. Yeah. Can't discount that. I already saw uh, two movies from 2001 that I like. No, there actually are Hardball. some good movies. <laughs> Okay. And Donnie Darko. Oh, Donnie Darko's 2000. That's true. Okay. Well, we'll figure that out. Um, You got time. You got time. Yeah, we got a lot of June's if we make it to June. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Let's see. If we make it to June, we'll see. Maybe we could actually have a reunion in person if people are vaccinated. You got to stop talking about it because it's Uh, never going to happen. It's not going to happen, but it's good to think positively. Think positively. It would be nice. Think positive. All right, friends. All right. Bedtime. Thank you as always. Bye, Bye. everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.